This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today, we'll go over maximizing your itemized deductions. This is on your personal tax return. So if you file an individual tax return, which everyone does, if you make over the certain limits, you will have either itemized deductions or the standard deduction. So first understand that the standard deduction, think of that as like the free deduction that everyone gets. If you make $100,000 in a year and you file as a single taxpayer, in 2023, there's a $13,850 free deduction. This is the standard deduction. So instead of paying tax on $100,000, you're going to pay tax on about $87,000. That's the free, just standard deduction. So that's on your personal tax return. That's not, that's not just for business owners. That's not for investors. Anyone filing an individual tax return will get that free standard deduction. If you're married, that limit about doubles. And it's about a $27,000 deduction. So for, if you and your spouse combine to make $100,000 in a year, your standard deduction, your free deduction, remember, will reduce that income by $27,000. So you'll pay tax on, what, $73,000 is what you pay tax on. So that's the power of the standard deduction. Everyone gets it. You don't have to do anything specific. You don't have to spend any money to get the standard deduction. So this episode, we're going to be covering not the standard deduction, which I just talked about. We're talking about the itemized deductions. These are those deductions that you actually you actually do pay for, and they can make an impact when it's more than your standard deduction. So let's assume you're married, you file a joint tax return, you make 100 grand in a year, you're not paying tax on $27,000. Remember, that's the standard deduction. Uh, but let's say, you know, let's talk about the very specific itemized deductions that you can do to build up and get like have more deductions than the standard deduction. So one of the main one, main ones is the medical expenses. Medical expenses when you're over certain limits can be beneficial to you. They can be deductible. On $100,000 of income, well, on any level of income, you need to have your medical expenses and you need to have this just to be able to like deduct them on your tax return. They need to be more than 7.5% of your income. So on $100,000 of income, 7.5% of that is $7,500. So if you have $7,500 in medical expenses, there will not be any benefit to you by putting by itemizing your deductions for the medical specifically, because remember there's that limit, it's up to 7.5% of the 7.5% of your total income. If it's less than that, there's no benefit. You gotta cross this threshold. And if you ask me why we have that law or why why it's even a limit, I have no idea. It's in It's in the tax law, but there's, there's really no, no reasoning for it other than it's the tax law and it's in the tax code and it's written that way. Um, so as an, another quick example, to continue with the medical, if you had $8,000 of expenses in medical, remember you're over, you got to cross that threshold first. And as soon as you get over that, now the excess that you're over the 7,500, the 7.5% of your income, that extra $500, that would be a deduction. It could be added to your itemized deductions. So remember, as we're as we're like doing your tax return, you're looking at like, okay, I've got my standard deductions and I've got my itemized deductions. Standard deductions, it starts out when you're married at $27,000. So as we're building up with the itemized deductions, like that example I just gave you with medical, we're at 500. 
So if that's the only itemized deduction you have, if you have $500 in medical or 8,000 and only 500 is usable, we're still going to take the standard deduction because the standard deduction is the 27,000. We want to reduce your income by whatever's bigger. So let's go to the next one. The next step that's common is the property taxes. So there are state taxes, like your state income tax and your property taxes. Uh, we can combine the, the amounts that you pay for both of those and use that as a deduction. There is a limit, however. Uh, there's a limit of $10,000, uh, like the maximum amount that we can add to your itemized deduction. Another weird thing in the tax law, it's just the way it is. It's just written in the tax law like that. So even if you made 100 grand, let's just say you paid $10,000 in income taxes to your state, say you're in California, and say you paid $10,000 uh, in property taxes for your $500,000 home in Texas or, or something, or your, your $500,000 uh, house in California, and you have $10,000 of property taxes on that. In that example, you have $20,000 of taxes that you paid, income tax plus property tax. But remember, there's that limit. You're maxed out at $10,000. Um, it's, it's a dumb limit in my opinion, but you're maxed out at uh, that $10,000. So now we've, we've gone over medical, we've gone over the tax itemized deductions. Medical gave us 500 and then the, the tax, we maxed it out. And so the maximum is $10,000. So medical tax. And then the next one is mortgage interest. So if you have a loan, say on your, on your $500,000 house, you got a loan on it. Let's say you got, let's say you have $15,000 of interest. So if you have $15,000 of mortgage interest, that is going to add to your other two. Remember, we have $10,000 for the state taxes. We have $500 for the medical. So we're at what, $15,000 plus $10,000. We're at $25,500 so far in your itemized deductions. So on one side, you got your standard deduction where you got to get over $27,000 for it to make a difference. And now we just now we're up to twenty five thousand five hundred. We're still less with all with what you paid so far. You're still less. We're still taking the standard deduction because it's greater. So now we get to the last one that I'm going to talk about, and that's the charitable contributions and charity. So remember, now you're thinking about it, it's like okay, we're at twenty seven thousand of your standard deduction, twenty five thousand five hundred of the itemized deductions. How much charity do you need to start making a benefit or start making a uh, like a, a tax deduction or decreasing your income, you need at least $1,500 because at $1,500, your $25,500, that's going to get up to the $27,000 and then you'll be equal with your standard deduction. So if you gave away $1,500 to charity, and I know that's not, this isn't the main reason why we give to charity, but there would be no benefit, tax benefit at all by giving away to charity. But if you gave away $2,000 to charity, now your total itemized deductions are at 27,500 and that additional $500 will be a deduction and we would take the itemized deductions in that in in that circumstance because it's more than your standard deduction but if you think about it this is like when you think about this um cuz like there's people that will go they'll go and buy a house like a personal house because they can write off the mortgage interest. And they go, oh, well, it's great. I can write off the property taxes, mortgage interest. And while that is true, you can deduct those. But remember, it goes into that bucket, the itemized deduction bucket, where there's a lot of people where they're not getting any tax benefit of all at all with that. So just think of that as your, if you're thinking to buy a house or whatnot. But in like on one hand, let's say it's two different people. One person 
makes $100,000, they're married, and they have a $27,000 deduction automatically. They didn't pay for mortgage interest. They didn't pay property taxes. They probably would have paid income tax on their state taxes as well. Let's say they didn't donate to charity either. So they save 15,000 in mortgage interest. Um, they, if they didn't even have any medical or charity either, um, they only paid taxes or their, their out-of-pocket costs are very minimal compared to the person that actually paid on the other side, the itemized deduction person, they actually paid 27 grand out of pocket to build up those deductions. But the tax impact between the two of them is very minimal. The only difference is an extra, an incremental $500 deduction that the person on the itemized deduction side gets. So it might save them, I don't know, for on 500 bucks, it might save them 100 or $150 on taxes. And they had to pay all those other things. So if you're thinking of buying a house, I wouldn't buy the house just for that reason, just for like a personal house for a deduction. I, I tell people all the time to buy like rental homes or investment properties or real estate in that way for deductions. But just for a personal home, I wouldn't buy it for the tax deduction sake. I would consider all your other, your, your reasons for buying the home. So hopefully that makes sense that like, I just want to make sure as you're, you're planning, whether you're planning with us or with your tax preparer or CPA, you're doing it yourself, just be aware of the standard deduction versus the itemized deduction, because by doing that, you'll be able to maximize your deductions when you understand what's out there and you understand the pros and the cons and why we're even doing it. But that's the goal to increase your wealth and decrease your taxes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.